Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of Guns and Yellow Ribbons live. I am Fergus. I'm your host. I'm joined. There's been a slight change in the lineup. Um, I'm joined by uh, all the regulars. Um, we have Old Man Trev. We have Potsy, and we have Scunny. How are we doing, boys? Very well. Very well, well. Good. Very well mate. Brilliant. All good. Good. Um, we don't have any mishaps happening in, in, in your sister-in-law's bedroom like we had last week, uh, Trev, do we? No, I'm not in the sister-in-law's bedroom now. I'm in the spare room at my daughter's house tonight, so we'll see how we go, mate. Do you have a caravan? <laughs> you what? Do you have a caravan? You move around an awful lot. Well, I'm visiting, <laughs> and I? I have to see all the family. <laughs> right, move on. Stop picking on me. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> okay, he's not in the mood. At least you're not going to storm off today because you stormed off the last time with the ump, didn't you? Because you, you, your earphones and your stuff wouldn't work. Um, well, I couldn't uh, hear you, firstly. I couldn't hear you, firstly. And secondly, you were accusing me of having all sorts of electrical devices going, of which I had none. And I was proven to not have any. this is true this is true that was a malfunction uh from another party that was amanda's laptop and her fan but that was very 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 funny i really struggled to hold it together i did honestly i did um we met up in the arsenal tavern trev and potsy are just ahead of the the fa cup game on monday evening Uh, i brought little joseph to his first third round fa cup game and we met the the lovely donna didn't we trev Yes, she was very impressed with you and Potsy. She was indeed. I'd say to her, "Oh, really? In a bit sweet, you know? They're not that nice." But no, she was very, she was very happy to be in your company, boys. And uh, she she's lovely, mate. Lovely. Yes, yeah, lovely lady. Lovely well, lady. She's she's, she's very girl. lucky, mate. Very lucky in that little white stick she's got uh, quite a few times though. <laughs> <laughs> We also met the lovely Carol. Uh, we met Tim and Terry as well. So it was good good to meet them. Um, Scotty, you're coming down to London uh, next week as well for the Chelsea game. Uh, a couple of weeks' time for the Chelsea game. So maybe we meet up for a pint or somewhere at some point as well. Um, looking at the looking at the uh, at the 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 Leeds game, it was Johnny from the North Bank. It was his birthday. Uh, he went to the Ivy ahead of the game, and we met up at halftime. And we'll have a chat about that in a little while. But the Leeds fr- uh, fans. We were talking to some Leeds fans in the pub beforehand. Um, uh, the Arsenal Tavern we were in, which, in fairness, they need to do something about the security on there because they had no security on the door. Uh, and you would have just thought it would be home fans only. There was no issues or problems, but certain games, it, it's really newly reopened. And I just worry in case something might happen and then they lose a the license or whatever. We're talking to them. I talked to some of them about um, Eddie and Ketia because we got Eddie and Ketia back. Um, they weren't impressed with Eddie and Ketia. They were. Um, uh, they said he was lazy. Did it, did what? What did any of you guys talk to these guys there? You did, uh, Trev, didn't you? I didn't speak to him much, but you did, Trev. Yeah, I, I didn't really talk about Eddie and Ketia. So I talked more about where, where their priorities lied before the game on Monday and uh, although they all wanted to have a bit of a cup run and were loving their day at Arsenal, they all agreed that uh, if you made them choose, they, they want to be in the Premier League next league next season. So, um, 
Yeah, they, they came down and had a good night. And they weren't bad lads in the tavern. Fergus is exactly right. Other teams might bring fans in there that might not be quite so sociable. But, um, yeah, what we talked mainly about was their FA Cup aspirations and their Premier League aspirations. And they're desperate to get back in the Premier League. They love, they, they love the cup run, but I don't think they were overly concerned, to be honest. It was a, it, and basically... It was their cup final, wasn't it? You know, they've come to the Arsenal, they've bought 9,000 fans, they've had a great night. Um, unlucky boys, you went out, you, but you, you know, you played well. And uh, I, I, I hope they come up. Good luck to them, and I hope they do come up into the Premier League. Easy away yeah, for us, Gunny. Say that again, sorry? It's an easy away game for us, Leeds, Gunny, isn't it? Straight it is, mate. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. going to be nice to. We need some more Yorkshire teams back in the Premier League. We've only got really Sheffield at the minute. Uh, Sheffield United. It'd be nice to see the old uh, Chef Wednesday, Leeds, and uh, possibly Huddersfield again. That'd be nice to have them back in the Prem. Yeah. I'll tell you and, what, though, since you mentioned Nketiah Fergus, having seen him, how was Bamford keeping Nketiah out of sight? Because I thought Bamford was poor. Bamford was poor, and, and we'll, we'll talk about Leeds and, and, and the first half in particular. Um, but um, I believe the reason that Eddie didn't get into the team was he had a groin strain at some point, and uh, that he, he was coming on as a sub off the bench because uh, I've got a friend of mine who's a Leeds fan, and he was quite impressed, actually, in, in comparison to these other guys, and hence the conversation. Um, but um, he, he came on, I think he scored... Was a six goals in his first four games. He done a he had a brace in his in his first game. I can't remember the exact stats, but he was doing quite well coming off the bench. Uh, and then he uh, pulled his groin in training, and that put him out for a while. And then uh, uh, Bielsa just he dropped off Bielsa's radar a little bit, and I, I don't know if his head dropped or what dropped, but um, he he uh, he ended up coming back to us. So yeah, the lineups, the Arsenal lineups. Um, Holding started. Socrates at right back. What did we make of it, um, Mike? You go first on this one. Uh, we needed somebody at right back, didn't we? I think uh, Maitland Niles deserved a bit of a rest after the after the way he's played. So it's uh, it's who do you put right back? It's going to be either Socrates or Mustafi, isn't it? And I think I'd rather have a Socrates than Mustafi, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're your options, uh, especially with the injuries that we've got. Uh, as for Holding coming back, I thought he was shaky, but that's I suppose that's down to be expected with his first game back. It's always tough having a long layout and coming back into a team and the way Leeds were playing, I think uh, he did all right. He was, like I say, he was, he was definitely shaky, but... It's always going to be a tough, and it was definitely a tough game. And Dan, did you uh, notice with regards to holding uh, Louise and Shaka, the friendly chats they were having among each other? (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't say they were friendly, if I'm honest with you. On the three players himself, I actually thought David Louise was up there with Lacazette for man of the match. I thought he was outstanding, David Louise, and I think he has been under Mikel Arteta. I've really been impressed with him. He really seems to have picked his game up. He looks like more of a a commanding centre-half than he certainly did when we first bought him, so I think he's been good. But really, the kind of worrying first half was was Holding and Chaka. They just had such a poor half half, along with Matteo Ganduzi. I thought them three were particularly poor in the first half. I know no one had a fantastic first half, if I'm honest, but those three in particular were pretty poor. I didn't think it was working on the right-hand side with Socrates, but it seemed to be picked up by everybody in the second half. But 
I think the main one was Holdings pass to Chaka. It wasn't a great one, but Chaka did kind of just stand there. And then, of course, they both had a real kind of nasty, heated moment where they were just screaming and shouting at each other. But I don't really mind that so much. You know, if there's a mistake, you know, you used to see Peter Schmeichel and Gary Neville do that most weekends, you know, so it went wrong. So I don't think it's always such a bad thing. I don't think it proves that they don't get on. I think it could be the opposite. You know, it could be that they do actually get on and they're both telling each other that they're both in the wrong. So... It was a heated debate. I think David Lewis got in, involved just to try and be the kind of peacemaker, but um, I didn't think it was something that dragged on. So I thought I, I thought it was wasn't so bad to see, to be fair. And what did, what did you make of Holdings' overall performance? Especially, okay, we're, we're still looking at the first half. Uh, personally, I thought he was like Bambi on ice. Mm, a rusty performance. He didn't have much confidence. I think he's first game back for a while. But every time he has kind of been a part of the team, he's been a poor game, hasn't he, Fergus? You know, I looked at the Europa League game he came in. He didn't look too strong. At Anfield, he had a nightmare next to Mustafi and they let five goals in. And then obviously against Leeds, I thought he was the worst player on the pitch. But, you know, people have made comments about him coming from a long-term injury. So I suppose he's going to be a little bit rusty. But from what I've seen of him, when he has taken part in games this season, it's not looked too good. And to be fair, I've kind of written him him off this season along with Tierney and Bellerin just because of their long-term injuries they've now got along with Callum Chambers. So we're so short of the back, boys. We really are. We're going to have to do something this month. We really, I think we're going to be forced to do something because uh, Holding doesn't look fit. Mustafi looks to be off. Mavropanos isn't quite ready uh, to step up. And uh, we've only got Luis and Socrates, haven't we? So we're going to have to look at getting someone in. There's talk of, as we know, um, uh, what's his name? Playing I don't up. want him. Botang, but also there's also talk of um, uh, possibly some loan moves, and I think loan moves would probably be a better idea. Um, and and because we got um, who's the guy in, in France? We got him as well. Um, Upper Makano, yeah. No, no, we got Saliba. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, back. Saliba, yeah. Still pay, playing back in France, so a loan move would probably be good because Holding and and, and Tierney and possibly Bellerin, uh, get through all their injuries and then come back next season uh, or later in the season. Uh, just saying hello to some of the guys in the chat, Alex, um, Raul, Ross, uh, 95 Winston, um, and some others in the chat. So uh, nice to see you. Thanks for joining us again. Um, uh, Trev, Shaka, how did he not get six, seven yellow cards? The fouls, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I he had me shouting at him a couple of times, Fergus, because it's not just the fouls; it's it's the needless fouls. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna top up some fouls, use it when you need to use that foul. You know, don't don't do the needless ones and then get in the ref's head. So when you have to when you have to tap someone's ankles to 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 stop the play and, and get your team back in the game, the ref the ref the ref will already have you in your head. If, in his head, if you've been tapping around all game, so it was needless. Some of his fouls, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run him down because what Dan said was exactly right. I think at the time I thought to myself, well, we don't need to see Olden and Jack are arguing like this. Um, but it was soon over. It was soon over, and they moved on. I feel a bit sorry for Olden. I genuinely do feel a bit sorry for Olden. He's been plagued by injuries. He's been in and out. He's, he needs a bit. He needs. He needs some game time, and that clearly showed. I'm wondering if he would have played if we'd been able to play Socrates in his correct position. I'm not sure that Olden would have played well, at we, all. 
we we talked at at, at half time um about it and archie uh, who's put a comment on youtube has said it's clearly an attitude problem with the players for far too long they've been given uh, these first time performances glad to see that arteta gave him a piece of his mind and, and got the job done so like at half time we talked about um that position especially with holding and uh with uh, Socrates at uh, right back because we were dominated in the first half by Leeds they had 15 shots on on goal versus R2. Uh, and we, we we talked about maybe dropping Nelson back into right back, bringing Martinelli on and put him in Nelson's position, uh, taking holding off and pushing him into centre-back. You know, we're playing uh, football manager outside block five. Um, you know, what do you think Lacazette talks about? Was it Lacazette, I think, talked about um, that uh, they got torn a new one uh, by Mikel? What do you, Potsy, what do you make of, of that? Yeah, I think it was quite clear to see. They come out in the second half. Remember, in my opinion, it was a game of two halves. Leeds were much the better half, in, uh, much the better side in the first half. And to have that amount of shots on goal, Patrick Batford hit the bar, Martinez had to make a couple of uh, blocks. But for me, the second half was a completely different performance. And I think if you look at some of the players I mentioned, particularly Chaka and Guendouzi, I thought they would, went from two of the worst performances to two of the better performances in the second half. I think they controlled the midfield again. And I saw Chaka diving in for tackles last minute and winning it. And, and he looked like a real sort of um, something, you know, changed in their mentality for me. And uh, Lacazette deservedly so. I think him and Luiz were great. And that Lacazette deservedly so got man of the match. I thought he chased after every ball. We worked very, very hard. Great at holding the ball up. Uh, and, you know, it, it was a, a great performance in the second half and we got through, boys. So we've got to be happy, haven't we? You mentioned Lacazette and said he was man of the match. I actually probably disagree with him being man of the match, but we'll talk about that. But Tom Bromley mentions uh, on Facebook, Lacazette was lucky not to be sent off. What did you make of that, Mike? You can you can come in on, on, on that. What did you make of that particular tackle? Because you would have seen it on TV. I, I didn't actually see it when I was in the ground. I was watching Mikel Arteta half the game, if I'm honest. But Yeah, he was definitely lucky not to get sent off. It was pretty bad. I've seen surprised get any card whatsoever. You know, it's it, it was so lucky. It was just oh, <laughs> I've never seen refing like that. To be fair, normally the refs are quite harsh, and uh, as we've seen lately in a few matches of ours, the refs have been really harsh. But this one, I, I don't think the ref didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to get that book out. He didn't want to get a card out. He didn't want to do out. He just wanted to blow his whistle, blow his whistle every now and again. Well, I've 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 seen it on a replay since, and Mark Holsley was on Talk Sport talking about it, and um. Uh, I thought, yeah, he was lucky not to get a red on the basis of what you look what Son did uh, against Rudiger, I think it was, um, in the... Um, yeah. Where he kicked yeah. back. But uh, Holsley came along and said, uh, hello, Toby, yes. <laughs> I do need to give the hairdryer <laughs> treatment to... Uh, His own hairdryer treatment. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... the, um, the Mark Holsley said that it was more like um, he clipped his heel more than kicked out at him to a certain degree. I think that's been very, very generous. Very generous. Dan? No, I've not seen it back yet, so... I've no, you haven't? No? Like, no, no, no like likewise. Back yet. Likewise, I haven't seen it, so I'm going to have to agree with Trev and go with what Scunny says if he saw it on TV and he was lucky, then he's clearly a little bit of a lucky boy, isn't he? Yes. Very lucky boy. Now, what uh, what did you we we talked again at half time we talked about um arteta uh, the team performance 
uh, and um, uh, the way that we looked like we came back to same old Arsenal again. We 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 just looked like disjointed and everything else. And I think I said to you guys is that was a huge test of Arteta um, for him to go into that dressing room and come back out and get that team to perform. The second half half performance, Pepe, Lacazette, Ozil uh, for part of it. Um, as you said, uh, Gwendouzi, still not convinced. I, th- I think he falls down too easily. Um, but players actually put a shift in. Uh, that, that's got to give us some some hope in Arteta. Trev? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, Fergus. Without that, I, I I tweeted at half time. It's very rarely I tweet during a game, but I tweeted at half time and I just put I hope Arteta's Arsenal turn up second half, and they didn't let us down. And I, I I take that first half as a massive positive. Now it wasn't at the time. We know that we're not silly, but the fact that Arteta managed to turn the same eleven didn't bring the sub on, put the same eleven players back on the field and to watch them, they started playing football another twenty yards up the pitch nearer to the Leeds goal. You know and and we were back into this pressure game that we've been playing the last few games. And, and like Dan and, and Mike have already said, we, we were a different side. We were we were the new Arsenal again. And and we didn't look like losing, to be honest. Um, I was surprised we didn't go on and get a second goal. But uh, yeah. Well, we could Arteta, have been three down. Yeah, we could have been three down, but we weren't, you know? Yeah. We weren't. The fact of the matter is we weren't. And at half-time, Arteta's done his stuff. And... Uh, and then when I just thought that we, we, we worked well, and then I thought he'd done it, his substitutes went in well as well. You know, Pepe started playing and he ran his socks off. But when he brought Martinelli on, that gave us another outlet, didn't it? You know, um, and, and the boy done really well. So, yeah, I, I, I take that first half. I didn't half time, but after the game, I take that first half performance as a positive. We were lucky. We went in nil-nil and Arteta's obviously torn him a new one. And we've come out and we've seen a completely different side. And if we play like that for 90 minutes, I know we're going to talk about Palace, but if we play like that for 90 minutes against Palace, I can't see us losing. I can't see us losing. I know I'm going to get some grief next week if we do, but I don't think we will. I was I was very impressed, very happy. Um, yeah, the second half was just was just fantastic, yeah. Obviously, we just well, had a comment. Fantastic. That's an overstatement, fantastic. But we were much better, yeah. We, we, we got through. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Potsy, um, Raul will comment up there about Martinelli over Gwendouzi. Um, mm. I, I don't think they're playing a similar position, really, do they? Wouldn't, wouldn't... No, I, I don't know if he's meaning Martinelli over Gwendouzi in terms of position. I'm not sure quite what he's getting at there, but what I will say is I think that Martinelli will be a better player than Matteo Gwendouzi because this guy really excites me. I mean, he really does. It gets to the stage for me where... I look at players that excite me at a young age and there's not been that many of recent times, but this lad certainly does. I mean, he's always looking to go forward. We've been accused in the past and of recent times of going sideways and backwards, which we still do. This guy gets the ball and wants to go forward and he wants to win stuff and he wants to try and get a foul and he holds the ball up well for his size. I think he's got some strength. He's got pace. He's got power. He knows how to finish and he seems to be able to know how to head a ball, yeah, head the ball as well as using both of his feet. I, I think this kid can have everything. He looks like he can play off of both wings down the centre maybe in a kind of false nine or number 10 even he just looks to me like wherever you put him on the pitch he'll give you 110% and I just think that I look at it and and uh, I'm so excited by this lad and when he came on straight away it was like do you know what this this is looking again like 
just what I wanted to see from a Mikel Arteta side, uh, player. And I think that that is what he'll become, someone really good under this manager. One thing I will say about just Mikel Arteta in terms of his press conference at the end was he said, I saw two teams out there and the first Arsenal side, I didn't like it at all. And I thought that is absolutely brilliant to say that. When you hear that from your manager, that is just what you want. Because how many times have we heard Unai Emery or Arsene Wenger say, oh, yeah, they're just, lack- <laughs> they're just lacking a little bit of confidence. That was all it was. Or, oh, yeah, it didn't really go away in the first half. He was just brutally honest. He seems to talk like a fan. And that is what I love about Mikel Arteta so far, is that all of his press conferences have been great. He's come out in them and he's been honest. And he said, you know what? There was two Arsenal sides there. The first one, I hated it. The second one, I loved it. And the fans would yeah. agree. So that's, yeah, what I, no, that's what I loved about it. And to be honest, yeah. um, I, I, as I've said before, I'm not 100% convinced on whether Arteta was the correct appointment. I'm loving what I'm seeing at the minute. Um, I'm loving what I'm hearing at the minute. But uh, of three games that we've played, well, four games, but three games that we've played, we've uh, had three good 45 minutes and we have had three awful 45 minutes. We just need to get to a point where we're having uh, one full game with <laughs> uh, a, a, a full 90 minutes and then build from there. It, it, it's slowly, slowly. So, Donna, um, Mrs. Potts, uh, there's got, there, what's that said? There's got to be space in the team for Martinelli and Guendouzi. Guendouzi covers a lot of ground uh, um, and doesn't give up. Oh, I'm crap at reading now. I should have read this beforehand. Um, he deserves a bit more recognition for his effort. Um, I think he does get recognised um, uh, quite a lot. Yeah, he doesn't give up. Yeah, he, 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 do, he does try really hard. He's very, very hardworking. Um, I, 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 do, I do agree with that. He is very hardworking and he does put us all in. I'd give him 10 out of 10 for heart. Um, but I just really struggle with... Uh, he went down like a sack of, again, uh, in, in the midfield... Uh, in the second half, he he goes into tackles, he pulls out of tackles, he's going to get himself injured. But hopefully, under Arteta, he will grow and learn better to be a player. A, a, a player that has improved, I think, uh, he's now six months in the league. Um, he wasn't getting replayed very much uh, beforehand, was uh, Nicolas Pepe. Super Nick, as we were singing in the North Bank at one point. Um, he's growing into his role, but is he too left-footed? Trev? Uh, Mike, you one of you two? No, I don't think on, so, Jeff. Fergus. I don't think so. Just, just, just dwelling for a cup. Sorry, boy. Just dwelling for a couple of seconds on the Quindouzi Martinelli thing. It's not an evil Fergus, is it? I think if you want to play Martinelli or Alba, don't you? You lose one of them three to two. Are you there, Trev? <laughs> so, Mike. the way I'm looking at it for a moment. Mike, you you jump in for a second because Trev's signal has just gone for a second. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I was I was sort of going to agree with Trev on the uh, Martinelli and Guendouzi. I think uh, Raúl was. <laughs> well, your internet connection's garbage, mate. Get that mouse running. <laughs> I'm going to have to mute myself. <laughs> Go on, Mike again. Oh no. Yeah, what I was going to say was I was actually going to agree with Trevor about Martinelli and Windows. You can't pick either or. It's got to be both, hasn't it, really? Um, also, uh, with what Raul was saying, I think he, uh, he did make a comment, which is this one, I do believe. 
will it share? Will it not? Here we go. Yeah, in terms of quality of team play, um, <clears throat> they both have got definitely got the quality there, and they both have got they both play as a team. So it's I don't think that's the case. Like like you were saying, Fergus as well about uh, Gwen Doozy. He's got a fuller heart. He, he he knows how to play in the team. He is he is a good team player. But I am, I'm agreeing with you. I was one of his. He was one of my favourites last season for being a really good player last season, one of our standout players last season. So uh Dave's with me. And then there is there is that as well. This season so far he is running around like a bit like a headless chicken. He's yeah. not playing with the same quality as what he was last season. What's your thoughts on Pepe then? Is he growing into the role or is he too left footed or well from well enough I don't think he's too left footed, no. I know he likes to uh I know he, li- he likes to cut inside uh, to obviously hit it on his left foot. He is a left-footed player, um, but I don't. I think he's got the quality there. I think he's got he's got more than one trick up his sleeve. So I, I just think you know, I mean, give it a bit of time. He's, he's only really been here so long. You know, he's only been here since the start of this season. He's not really had a full season in the Premier League. There's also the fact that he had Emery for a start as well as a coach, which we all know every player pretty much down tools for Emery. So now he's got Arteta and he's, he's forced his way back into the team because I think uh, Arteta was preferring Nelson at the time, but he's, he's sort of said, no, I'm not giving up. I'm getting back into this team and he's, he's, he's pushing Nelson out again. And um, Potter, you mentioned um, Lacazette and uh, he took a shot on, he needs to score a goal. He really, he, confidence-wise, he really needs to score a goal. He did take a shot. It was deflected and scored by the said Nelson. Um, what do we make of that then, uh, Potsy? Well, I think you can never knock Lacazette's work right. I think every time that he plays, he does put in a 110% effort. I think, unfortunately, it's a little bit of confidence with him and the the main one for me was actually the Man United game where it, all he had to do was was shoot and it, it was as if a molehill had hit the football and it had just kind of just flopped up in the air and he just scuffed it and got it wrong. And um, I do think he was man of the match. I know you don't agree, Ferg. You, you said that you wouldn't have given it to someone else. But for me, I thought he was the hardest working player on the pitch and I thought that everything he touched was always looking towards a positive. So for me, um, Lacazette needs that goal. I was glad that we started him because I thought he might, if he was going to get a goal, it was going to be that night, but he didn't come for him. So I think we just got to stick with him because I think when he does score, like Pepe, we'll start to see his confidence lifted and it will start to get to, to, to get to the, to the way that we go. I actually quite like Pepe on his left foot. I know people said that he is quite one-footed. I think that most of the technical ability he's got comes from him cutting on that one left foot and then cutting it and dragging it around the player. So I quite like Pepe uh, going forward. I just feel that he just needs that run of games and that that couple of goals. So um, yeah, for me, I, I, I'm I'm sticking with it. And if Arteta can get the confidence up, like he has done with certain other players like Mesut Ozil, Granite Xhaka, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, then I'm going to be looking at uh, looking forward to seeing what these two boys can do as well. So Pepe, our uh, Kia, uh, sorry Kai, not Kia, like I spelt in the in in the, in the chat. <laughs> Um, asked, uh, sorry, Kai, um, has he justified his price at 72 million? Can you hear me now? I can. Oh, has wonderful. Hello. It's great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Love I, think, uh, I think Kai's question is that one, mate. And I think uh, the other question onto there was, has he justified his price, uh, Lacazette? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to watch here and you're watching there. So thank you. Uh, I knew this was a good idea. 
<laughs> Lacazette's always been a trier for me. He's always been the one that's put the most effort in, and he he just does need that goal. Badly needs that goal. He's uh, and he. I thought he was man of the match actually, Dan, the other night. I genuinely did. Um, Pepe, it's he's, he's early in his Arsenal career. We've got to give him time yet. I'm not jumping to conclusions on that boy. He's, 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 got, he's carrying a big price tag on them shoulders. Let's see how he goes. And don't forget, boys, we're talking about all this like Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Leeds are a bloody good side, you know. Leeds are yes. a damn good side, as they showed in that first half. If they could finish, we were out of the game by half time. And as I said, we didn't get out of the game. And we came back against a good side, second half, and we played them off the park. So don't well, I heard it's not pe- about the Arsenal here, you know? Leeds are a good I side. Heard pe- I heard people saying it was a game between a Premier League side and a Championship side, and it was difficult to tell who was who. And I, I would say that's probably a fair assessment of, of, of the game on, on balance, on, on the whole. Leeds will feel slightly hard done by, but if you are in such an ascendancy as they were in the first half and you don't capitalise, you almost deserve to lose. Um can I just yeah. answer Kai's question here? Because obviously he's put it twice now. So he's, he's basically asking about Lacazette. Has he justified his price though, lads? Uh, yeah, I think he has justified his price. It's not only just goals with Lacazette. He holds the ball up very well and he's ve- very technically very good against another player. So if he's a one-on-one in defence, if he's holding the ball up for someone else to run past him, he is technically very good and he can play round a two-pence piece, to be perfectly honest with you. So I think he has justified his price. I think his work rate is very, very good as well. Yeah. So um, apparently uh, Aston Villa are beating Leicester in the League Cup at the moment. So thanks for that update, Archie. Um, the next thing on the list was Ozil. Ozil, standing ovation for Ozil. Um, you know, he's improved in the last two or three. Have we got Ozil back? I still can't sing his song at the minute. Well, I've not I've not risen to singing his song back yet. Here. I've got a really <laughs> point here, right? I was talking to Dan, I was talking to Chris me. after the game, Dan. Tell me again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me or what? No, 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 no you can keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, 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 keep going. I was talking to... Oh, shut up now! I was talking to Chris after the game, yeah? And <laughs> right. uh, he said to me, he summed the game up as in, in the first half, they played out of their skin really well. Second half, the Premier League class showed through. And, and we went on and won the game. But what he did say was, his, his exact words were, that Ozil was a lazy. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. This is a better Ozil. But he thinks he's lazy. So I thought, well, well, I'm not quite working that comment out, to be honest. I don't know what you boys thought. I thought he played really well. I didn't I mean thought he was... That... Go on, go on, Patsy. You go. I'll speak enough. Uh... Uh, you're you're right, Ferg. I I thought it was a bit similar to the uh, to the situation at Chelsea, where uh... one second, one second. If anybody's listening to this on audio, <laughs> I highly, highly recommend you either join Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook or go to Guns and Yellow Ribbons on YouTube and watch this because Trevor is absolutely comical with his expressions. It's like technophobe.com. <laughs> Carry on, Potsy. What am I doing? <laughs> oh, God. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Your reactions. <laughs> You've got to get up on YouTube and watch Trev. I could watch it all day, Trev. Hashtag um, where's Trev. <laughs> hashtag where's Trev. Uh, anyway, uh, listen, my mum, as she's just commented, is not a fan 
of Mesut Ozil. Well, never has been, to be honest. What I will say about him from what I've seen under Mikel Arteta, because that's now where I'm now looking at it, right? When it comes to it, Mesut Ozil is now tracking back more and he is putting in a shift from what I can see. The only problem with Mesut Ozil is when someone works out that if you stand on him and may mark him out of the game, you won't see him and he'll be invisible. And that is what Jorginho did at Chelsea and that is what a player that I would like to talk about when I can in Leeds did the other night and that's Calvin Phillips. And right. we spoke to Chris, me and Trev and we spoke about this lad and I keep hearing about how good he is and what he can bring and that he's ready for the Premier League now and he's ready to be called up for England. So I thought, well, let's let's have a look at this lad and let's have a look at Ben White at centre-half because they're the two English lads that everyone keeps talking about at Leeds at the moment and they were by far the two best players on the pitch, in my opinion, and that's including the, the Arsenal boys. So for me, those two players are going to be England lads in the future. Ben White is apparently on loan from Brighton. I don't know why Brighton don't want him. I know they've got Duffy and Dunk, but this lad looks so good. And he's been linked with Liverpool, City even, because they need defenders. So they must be seeing something in him. And Calvin Phillips, for me, is a kind of a position that Arsenal would... He would walk into the Arsenal side just because he's the sort of position that we need. Because he's different to Lucas Torreira. He's not a little terrier. He doesn't look to me to be like a little terrier and who's tenacious, goes after that little bite in midfield. He looks to be the kind of uh, deep lion sort of midfielder in a kind of Jabby Alonso mould. From what I saw of him the other night, it looks to me as if he can be one hell of a player. And he saw and marked out Meza Ozil. And Meza Ozil got absolutely nowhere for the majority of the game just because of that one one player. So that's what I'll say about Meza Ozil is once he can be given space and once there's a midfielder that can't quite work him out, he'll be one of the best players on the pitch. But Lampard did the right thing and brought on Jorginho and he was marked out the game. And Calvin Phillips obviously did his homework on him because I couldn't see that Meza Ozil got much of the ball. I didn't think he had a bad game, but no, I didn't, didn't think he was the Meza, uh, it wasn't the Meza Ozil that we wanted to see, and that was hugely down to Calvin Phillips. So I've got to give the lad credit. I was really impressed. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Arsenal. We ain't having that Calvin Phillips at Arsenal. Not Why? with that haircut. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. <laughs> it ain't happening. I shall find him and pin him down and chop it off myself. I'm telling you, if he comes to Arsenal, it's just hair envy, isn't it? it? God, you but can tell he's not with the times, it? can't you? He's, he's a bit, I'm just jealous. Look at me, Ed. Look. Yeah. He's, uh, he's shiny, that one, mate. He's uh, he did play well, in fairness, didn't he? Phillips, yeah, he did play well. I've, sure. I've mentioned about Calvin Phillips before. Uh, I think I've mentioned it, and I'm not too sure if I've mentioned it on here, but I think I've mes- mentioned him on our messaging group. He's one definitely to look at. Uh, to what Dan was saying, I think he looks more like a, a you know, a, a Perlo type of player. Uh, that's what I think he looks like. Is he can hold the ball up? He can he can pass it for sure, as we saw. I think he got it right on the button uh, in one of the crosses again with uh, on Patrick Manford's head when it just went past in the first half. So yeah, he's definitely definitely one to watch out for. And uh, I think Leeds are going to be wanting to keep hold of him, especially coming if they do get up to the Prem, which I hope they do. So two he's, two, uh, two to watch. Two final things on on the Leeds match. The first uh, the first thing is um, the Socrates uh, VAR violent conduct uh, thoughts. W- again, in the stadium, we get to see sod all. Uh, we just saw crappy graphics up on uh, on on the screen. We can hear nothing. We're told nothing. We can just see uh, on the opposite side of the pitch. Um, Socrates just gone, I've been pushed down on my head and all like this. He was making lots of gestures to the referee, trying to justify what it was. That uh, was done. Uh, Mike, did you see what actually happened? 
Sorry, what was that for again? I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of looking at uh, comments here and I'm trying to do the banners. <laughs> no, I know. So, so people understand what, what we've done here is we we were hoping to get Max in from Osbros uh, for today and, and Mike was going to be in the background just operating all the all the um, questions and trying to an, answer your questions and, and put you up on screen. Uh, so like the one that Terry just put up on there. Um but uh, we've got Mike joining us as well. So he's multitasking. He's in touch with his feminine side. Um, <laughs> Socrates, did you did the Socrates VAR decision, which he was uh, cited for violent conduct and found not guilty? Uh, what did what happened? What did you see? Uh, I think it was down to I can't remember where it was actually as you did it, but it was it was uh, someone put his hand on his face and just sort of rub his hand across his face, and I think that was. Uh, that was pretty much it. And I think that's what it was over. Uh, the sort of incident that sort of happened, I think he sort of held onto a leg and then someone was sort of, uh, you know what I mean? Kicking into him a bit, maybe, but it, it was, it was, nothing. it was, not, it was nothing really. It wasn't even worth VAR to be fair. Not for the two, three, four minutes that there was. Yeah, it should have taken about 30 seconds because it was nothing. That's the thing as well. These things are going to be clear and obvious before they go to VAR. And if they're clear and obvious, they should take about 30 seconds, yeah. not three or four minutes. Last thing before we do man of the match, um, Leeds, quick uh, one-liner. Do you think they'll uh, make the Premier League and stay up if they did come up? Oh, I think they will, yeah. I think they've got everything. They've got the fan base, they've got the team, they've got the manager. I think they're well drilled, been coached well. I like what I saw the other night and I don't think it was something that I look at and think to myself, <clears throat> this team aren't good enough. I thought they looked like a premiership ready side already. So I think that they will come will come up and I think Bielsa's got everything in his locker to keep them up in the Premier League. It's in, you know, what's happened with teams coming up like Sheffield United. If you've got a good manager and you've got a well-drilled set of players, you've got a great chance. And I've already mentioned a couple, I think that would be good enough for the Premier League and as a team they looked really quite something special the other night so yeah Leeds to go up and I hope they do I really do yeah I'd love uh, to develop I'm be say, I was just about to say about another Leeds player actually to be fair what Terry just said about is it Luke Ayling wasn't he an Arsenal player was. at one point he was an Arsenal player. Yeah. Thought he had a really good game really good game he did have a good game and he's not a regular either is he to be honest I don't think he's a regular for the team so if he's got his opportunity to play against Arsenal uh, coming from Arsenal I think he took it really well and Trev, who would you 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 said Lacazette was your man of the match? Yeah, I'll give it to Lacazette just for his effort. Just I thought we played all right. Yeah, like, and we Lacazette know where you are, mate. We know where you are. You're you're Lacazette, Mike. Laka, Laka, yeah. Uh, me personally, I probably would have gone to uh, David Louise. I think to be honest, and I got it wrong last week uh, when we played Man U. I, I think David Louise got man of the match, but I thought Torreira deserved it. But you know. <laughs> Not everyone can agree, and I agree with Ben there as well. I'd like, I can't wait to go back to Ellen Road if they get up. I, I love it there, it's a great away day. Missed the little fella, didn't we? On Monday, missed the little fella, Torreira. We did, yes, I we did. Yeah. yeah, but I think he probably needed to be rested just because he's not been long back in the squad and playing as, uh, as much as he has been. For me, uh, the man of the match for me would have been Martinez. Um, without him, I think we would not be in the fourth round draw. We wouldn't be going away to Bournemouth. Um, and as much as he frightened me nearly every time he touched the ball, his distribution was uh, not the best. Um, I think Arteta uh, probably was having a, a canary half the time. Um, the guy made some amazing saves. I think he made a lot of those saves look even more amazing than they were. But the fact was he stopped He's, he, I, I don't know how many shots on target. I didn't look up at the shots on target, but I think he's probably made four or five 
really, really important saves. So on that basis, um, I, I I would go for Martinez. I know some people were talking about Guendouzi. Some people were talking about Socrates. Uh, a bit like uh, probably in the Man United game, it's hard to pick an outstanding player for uh, Arsenal in these performances because they seem to perform as a unit and as a team, which is what is fantastic to see when they do it. Um, see, so we got Fer- Fergus, just before you move on, son. Fergus, I'm yeah. sorry about in there, but you've just put that up on the screen and Ben Bennett is 100% right there. Socrates, he, we've not mentioned it. We need to give him 30 seconds, Socrates, because he's a big lump of a lad. He's playing right back, right? And he's, he, he, he's, he's obviously not built to be a right back, but he's even trying to fly up and down the wing, you know? I, was, I, thought, he, I thought his effort was superb. He's not a right back and we well, shouldn't be playing him there. I think someone needs to check his birth certificate, though. Well. I don't think he's that old, to be fair, to be bombing up like that. What, what, what did you make of um, him turning to the crowd and uh, when the crowd were telling him to take a, uh, take a, a free kick quicker or something like that, and he started going, calm down to the crowd. You know, I did, the crowd didn't didn't take to that too well, Trev. Oh, Socrates. Yeah. Did you not see that? What, it, he's Greek, mate. That's what they do. They, they like all this. Why do you think I'm going like this? I'm Greek now, you know. They're very oh, expressive yeah. people, you know. How many times have you seen Socrates go to yeah, this year and, and give it this one? <laughs> you know? Come on, boys. Don't pick on Socrates for that. That's the way he is. He's, no. he's like me. Now, look. Fergus, you need some of this, son. Calm down. Get on with it. Right. Now, then. So we've got Bournemouth away. I'm hearing that we're probably, it's not confirmed yet, um, but <clears> I'm <throat> hearing that it's going to be a Monday night, 8 o'clock kickoff uh, with the kings of Monday night football. Uh, if that is the case, what do you think? We'll have a larger allocation. I think we get up to 15% of the ground. The ground only holds about... Twenty, I think it's seventeen thousand, maybe twenty thousand. So rather 13, than having 12, Fergus, what's that? Thirteen thousand, it holds. I thought it. I think it's more than that, Trev. Thirteen. Take my word for it, son. Thirteen thousand. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll Quite we'll get. Long. Well, for a normal game, you get five percent allocation. We normally get about twelve hundred and fifty. Um, but we for there, we can get up to fifteen percent. Um, for a cup game. That's what the allocation should be. Um, and uh, I think we'll probably get about 2,000, 2,500. Uh, f- uh, oh, Terry Greenwood says, Trev's right, it's 13,000. Uh, 13, so I will be Googling it afterwards just to check. Um, what do we think about Monday night, though? Same as Archie. It's not fair, is it? <laughs> yeah, Archie goes, Boo. They're picking on the fans again, I'm... I told you, the TV control the football. There's no faults about the Arsenal fans. No, no, nothing at all. But we'll go down there, won't we? And we'll all cheer the side on. So, And Luton got 2,200, so hopefully we'll, we'll get a similar allocation. Um, the, the, only go- the only thing that it could possibly mean, uh, some people who can't normally get to a, uh, a Bournemouth away game because of the weekend or whatever, because of work commitments and so on, um, Arsenal will take up, if there's a 2,200 allocation, Arsenal will take up all that allocation. Um, and some other fans who haven't been able to go before will be able to get to go down there. Um, a question uh, that we have finishing off on the FA Cup was, um, it was one that Potsy suggested, was, what was your favourite 
FA Cup goal. Uh, now, we're going to do this in basically reverse time order. So, obviously, uh, Mr. Hills, you've been going to Arsenal for an awful lot longer than all of us. So, we'll go to you first for your all-time favourite Arsenal FA Cup goal. Off, oh, well, over. it's a no-brainer for me, as it would be for everybody of about my age, Fergus. It's my first memories of the Arsenal when Charlie George scored from the edge of the penalty box to smash one past Ray Clements. It was a, it was a wonderful goal. The commentary was great. The commentary was, and it's gone to George, you can hit him. That's a great goal. And uh, he celebrated laying on the floor like that in 1971 was a bit not done, you know. They, it was like, yeah, get up now, Charlie. Get back to the halfway line. Don't celebrate too much. But of course, it's um, it's um, Charlie George for me, and 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 that great final. It was my first big memory of the Arsenal, and uh, it, it still makes me smile now. Still makes me smile now. And also from that game, people will remember. They still argue now over who scored our first goal. Was it George Graham or was it Eddie Kelly? I think they give it to Eddie Kelly now. George Graham claimed it, but they said to him no. You never touched it, George, on your bike. We're going to give it to Eddie Kelly. So, brilliant. Yeah, there. that's me best, me best Arsenal FA Cup goal. It's been loads better goals, probably. But in my head, in my memory, that's the one for me. And before we move on to uh, some of the other guys in their cup get our goals, uh, George Zenonos asks a question. What are you saying about us Greeks and hand gest- gesticulation? Well, George, what I'm saying is I live in Greece, mate, and I'm passionate about the Greeks. I love you people. But, and when you talk, you use hands as well. You know what I mean? You get your point across by giving it this. And if you're not happy, you give it this. And and that's what I'm saying, George. It's a compliment, mate. And I hope you take it that way. I hope you take it that way. Um, Mike, uh, let's go to you for your um, your goal that you um, you put down here. I thought he was going in reverse order, our oldest okay. order. Yeah, well, that's very grey hair you've got there. Oh, no, it's a hat. Okay, it's oh. me next then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was 2015, mate, so come on. Okay, okay, okay. Well, my one was uh, not next to so the next one is Dan. Dan, what's your goal? Yeah, uh, this was, well, listen, it's a tough question, isn't it? You know, it really is because we've scored so many, haven't we? Because we're such a great club. Um, but for me, it, I've gone for the Freddie Lundberg goal in 2002. Almost went for what Ben Bennett's put there about Ray Parler because uh, of what Mr. Tim Lovejoy says there, it's only Ray Parler. But I have gone for Freddie Lundberg. Um, I think that season he was our best player in the double winning season, 0102, Freddie with his red hair. Uh, what I love about that goal is that he just drives forward. He knocks John Terry over, who was a big lump, let's remember, uh, out muscles him and then gets to just literally on the on the line of the penalty area and puts him into the into the top hand corner of the goal um, <clears throat> past Carlo, Carlo Cudicini. So for me, it was that goal. I thought he was absolutely outstanding that season um, and it was one of the best times to be an Arsenal fan you know a couple of seasons after that we went unbeaten I just have great memories around that time I was probably sort of 13 or 14 years old at the time so I was in, in my school years and uh, get, being able to give it to Chelsea fans Tottenham fans even Man United fans at that time was great um, to be up there with, with with them everybody loved Man United in the 90s and 2000s so for me to be able to compete with them was great and I, I wish it was uh, it was like that now. But for me, Freddie Lundberg, 2002, against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. 2015. 
Really? Now you got it right. <clears throat> I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 2015 was mine. It was the electric Alexis Sanchez final goal against Aston Villa. And he screamed it in from 25 yards out and it hit the crossbar and went in. That was a great finish. Well, for myself, I've gone for Aaron Ramsey, the 79th minute FA Cup final goal against Chelsea, simply because we had gone, we had gone in the semi-final, uh, we'd won against all the odds against Man City. Um, we then, um, there you go, Russ, we're, we're off like minds. Uh, then we went to Wembley thinking, you know what? Um, we're going here. We're going to get smashed. Chelsea are going to smash us. We're just going to have a day out. And Aaron Ramsey got that and he went nuts. But also, Ramsey scored one in the extra time of the 2014 um, uh, uh, goal. and uh, Sorry, FA Cup final. And um, I had been to the semi-final, which was the Wigan, and then it was Hull in the final. And I was in block 131 at Wembley. It was all standing. It was great singing. I made sure I got in the block 131 again. And um, I was two or three rows further back, and I'm standing there waiting for the game to start, listening to um, uh, the the national anthem. And and what's that song they sing of the FA Cup? Abide with me uh, at the beginning of the, the FA Cup. And uh, some guy goes, oh, mate, sit down. Well, I turned around and I told him to fox on Oscar and um, told him if he wanted to sit down and watch football, he should go home and watch it on ITV. Um, the guy beside me wanted to get his mate, so we ended up swapping seats. And I ended up just over one of the, the railings over where the like, uh, staircases are. And when Ramsey scored that goal in the 104th minute, honestly, it the whole of that end of Wembley came on my back. And I think I, se- I sent a picture to you, uh, Potsy, of uh, the bruise yeah. on my back. That was just dire, absolutely dire. But it was it was fantastic. Uh, so for me, it's got to be Ramsey. I'll go for the Chelsea game because um, just we didn't think we were going to win that game. Good topic. Good topic. So can who's you say, that? Can you say that or not? I, I can no, you can't. I'll tell you what, I'll get it up on the screen in a second. There he is. That's better. Yeah, I'll get it up on the screen. Give me, give me a second. That's so, um, t- talk about uh, talk among yourselves, as they say. Talk about the um, the game against Palace that's coming up. Uh, that's your last game in in the UK, isn't it? For a little while. Yeah, it is, Fergus. It is for a little while. Yeah, I should be. Uh, I should be at the game on on Saturday. I'll be coming from up north, so it's an early start for me for the twelve thirty kickoff. Um, as I mentioned very briefly earlier, I can't see if we if if Arteta's Arsenal turns up for ninety minutes, can't see us losing. Can't see us losing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to stick my neck right on the line and say if Arteta's Arsenal turn up for ninety minutes in our next four or five games, I can see us going on a decent winning run. So yeah, um, very much looking forward to it. Looking forward, not so much. I, I love away games anyway, but looking forward to seeing. It's great because it's changed. I'm now looking forward to seeing the Arsenal play football. It's not just about going away and being with my mates, you know. We're going to watch Arsenal. I'll take us Arsenal for 90 minutes, hopefully, and have a big win. If anybody hasn't seen uh, or is watching on the video, that's the bruise on my back. And I, I it was just, just, that was about two days afterwards. And I had that bruise there for about a, for about a week. So, anyway, that's... Let's remove my hairy back. 
off there. <laughs> <laughs> I must say about I must say about the Palace game, it is a bit of a bogey team for us going away. And I think last season they beat us, didn't they, when Mustafi decided to jump out the way of uh, Zaha. This season we were 2-0 up and we threw it away. Okay, we should have won because VAR let us down. I still don't see there's anything wrong with that goal. But it is a bit of a bogey team. I, I'm not 100% confident, but I think that when Trev talks about Mikel Arteta's side, it is a different Arsenal at the moment. So let's hope now that we do go there. One thing I will say about Palace is someone sent me this last night on Twitter saying that Palace have got a few injuries. They've got like 11 injuries, I think he'd said. And I thought, 11, blimey. And to be fair, what I'm what I'm hearing is <clears throat> the list I've got in front of me, which is why I'm reading this off, is Patrick Van Aanholt is definitely out. So is Joel Ward. Scott Dan and Sa- Ma- Mamadou Sakho are definitely out. Jeffrey Schlupp, Andros Townsend, Christian Benteke are 100% out. And Milohojevic is suspended. You've got Wilfred Zaha, Max Meyer and Kamarasar and Riderwald that are all a doubt. So really, injury-wise, I know we've had problems, but that is quite a big chunk of the Crystal Palace side there that will be having a rat to rotate due to injuries. So if we can actually say that we go there with, like Trev said, the Mikel Arteta side that it has been the last few games at home, I think that we could sneak a win. Archie said Palace have half a team injured, but we all know Zaha will, will have a nailed on penalty. What do you reckon? That's if he wins, if he if he plays Fergus, yeah, he will. If he plays, he's a, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be an issue because he's a great player. But Milhojevic hasn't missed a penalty and he's suspended. So who's going to take it? Probably be him, wouldn't it? Zaha. Mm. <laughs> if he's fit, if he's fit. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can keep on a roll, keep on a run. We've got Palace, then we've got the cup then we've got Chelsea away um, we, and Chelsea away is not as daunting as it was a few seasons ago because they've not performed very well they're hot and cold and don't perform very well at Stamford Bridge but it's a 12.30 kickoff on Saturday at Palace atmosphere is usually pretty crap at uh, the early kickoffs I, I did do Palace last year away and for uh, an old stadium it's really fallen apart but it's got a great atmosphere about it. And that away, away section that you go into, um, they've got a DJ in there. Have you been to it before, Trev? I've not been to Palace for years, Fergus. God, a long oh, time, yeah. When you get through the turnstiles at the away end, there's a bar and they've got a DJ and he's just pumping out, like, you know, uh, Northern Soul music. And, and it's just a proper proper uh, party atmosphere um really really enjoyed it there that you get no room to the, the seats are awful and everything else not that you sit on them but like you know they the ground itself is decrepit but it, it's really really good really good guys um we've reached that moment and point in the time uh, that we're going to bid you all farewell i would like to thank everybody um what does <laughs> so do I, Terry. So do I. <laughs> Losing Doc, and uh, yeah, he's he's got. You've got Terry's ticket, haven't you, for um for the Chelsea game? I have. So just don't let Hurl anywhere um, near it. No, well, I'm hoping I don't see Hurl. Every time I see him, I saw him at Sheffield United, and I saw him at Leicester. So <laughs> he, he's the Jonah. He's the Jonah. Honestly, I'm surprised he's not in the chat. That's probably why we're having such a good podcast. Um, <laughs> and no bullshit. Thank you very, very much, uh, Kai, Ben, Alex, Archie, new listener, uh, viewer of ours, Dave, um, Ross, uh, Raul, um, uh, Toby, George, 
to name but a few. Um, there, there's loads of you in the chat. Really, really, thank you for joining us. Um, we are just for Arsenal fans. We talk about um, we talk about Arsenal because we love Arsenal. If you want to follow us, we're on Twitter. We're on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, if you want to see us on Facebook, uh, you go on Facebook. We're at Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram, but we don't really use it. <laughs> and on YouTube, um, if you um, if you go onto YouTube, Guns and Yellow Ribbons on YouTube, click the bell. You'll get a reminder every time we're going to go live. We normally go around this time, seven, eight o'clock um, on on a Wednesday. The days do vary occasionally, but we normally stick to a Wednesday. Um, you have been listening to a an Arsenal podcast by, <laughs> by Arsenal fans. For Arsenal fans, I would like to uh, thank Trevor. Uh, and Potsy for joining, and in particular, our new producer, Mike. Who wasn't even meant to be on. <coughs> That's why on. I've been so distracted. <laughs> Every week now, Scanny, mate. Every week now, Scanny. you got to do that. It was good, mate. You did good. So much better than it normally is. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Trev. I appreciate that, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. 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 Up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.